Tell me, my friend, does this sound familiar? You've tried the diets, the magic shakes, the juice cleanses, those pills that everybody is swearing by, the free meal plans, and maybe even some meal plans that were paid that you gave to an influencer that they had were selling like hotcakes, but nothing's working. You're frustrated. Your friends swear by XYZ diet and it doesn't work for you. Keto is what you saw your husband lose a ton of weight on and you've tried it and you gained 10 pounds. But at the end of the day, all you want is your energy back. You want to feel like yourself again, that there's a piece that's just been missing for a while. Maybe it's that last 10 pounds you want to lose. Maybe it's feeling more confident rocking your clothes. I get it. I've been in your shoes before. Believe it or not, though, there is an answer. There is no, this is not the time to give up because while I can't give you your specific answer and you'll understand that point why in a bit, I can tell you there's a number of reasons that diet isn't working. I can tell you that there is a number of reasons that the diet that works for your friends might not be working for you. In fact, I pulled together 10 of them. Let's start there on today's podcast. Number one you are dehydrated. If you've been around here for any number of time, you know that that's the first place I'm going to go. I will forever and always preach, drink your water as a starting point. If there's one thing you can do for your health, it's to drink more water. One of the biggest changes a lot of my one-on-one clients and I go to right away is adding more water into their diet. And I know that sounds crazy and you're saying, well, it's just water, who cares? Water can make such a big difference because it can flush out toxins. It can help move things along, keep things regular. It can help you moving in the right direction when it comes to your body. There's a lot that water can do for your body that you might not even realize it's doing. Number two, you are focusing on quantity over quality. Yes, Tracking macros or calories is a great thing to do. It's a great tool to use. That's what it is. It's a tool. But at the end of the day, yes, weight loss technically comes down to calories in, calories out, but it also comes down to what type of calories are you eating? If you are eating 1,600 calories of junk versus 1,600 calories of nutritional ingredients, that plays a big role in how your body responds. Things like 100-calorie packs are out there, but they're a marketing scheme. If you look at a 100-calorie pack of Cheez-Its, how much nutritional value is that going to have versus a 100-calorie apple? Think about it. That is something that I think so many people miss out on when they look at those things. They're like, oh, it's only 100 calories, or it's only 150 calories if I eat this pack of cookies, whereas if you could eat an apple with peanut butter, you're going to be much better off with your calorie usage there. Does that make sense? Number three, and this is going to be a little bit of a gut punch, so sorry, but are you really sticking to your diet as much as you say you are? Like I said, it's a gut punch. I know. Sure, I don't recommend that you eat dead on with your diet 100% of the time, 100% of the days of the week. Your body is going to probably want more. However, if you're saying just a little bite here, or I'll just finish my kids' peanut butter and jelly here, or, oh, look, they left behind a few goldfish, that adds up. 
there's nothing wrong with taking this approach, but if you are in a season of life where you are looking to lose weight or you are looking to make adjustments to your diet, it is really, really, really important for you to pay attention to little things like this. I will forever preach food journaling or food logging just to see how many of these little snacks you are adding into your week. You might be really, really surprised once you start logging that stuff. And I mean truly logging that stuff. I'm not talking like, oh, I only ate six goldfish, so I don't need to put it into my food log. Well, that's like a fourth of a serving of goldfish. Yeah, you probably should put it into your food log if you are struggling to lose weight. Hello. It's being honest Welcome with yourself be your about how well you are doing chats. on your diet. Weekly casual you conversations doing about well, taking health into your own Or are you telling hands? yourself you're doing well? I am your host. Sorry for the I gut punch, Monique. but it's an important gut punch to have. Number four, fast food is still junk food. Let me repeat that. Fast food is still junk food. There's this myth that getting a grilled chicken sandwich from a fast food place is a healthy choice. Is it a better choice than what you could get? Yes. But is it still a healthy choice? No. That's something that needs to be much more closely thought about when you are planning your meals or planning going out to eat. Is, is it truly a healthy choice or is it just a better choice than what it could be? And there's nothing wrong if it is just a better choice, but making that choice seven days a week to stop and eat fast food or even two or three days a week, you're not really doing your body much service by taking that time to get a grilled chicken sandwich from McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, whereas if you were to have prepped a grilled chicken sandwich at home, you're going to be saving yourself a lot of calories, bad fat, salt, etc., I've had so many conversations with Chick-fil-A, people about Chick-fil-A, and I, I hate to do this because I know how popular Chick-fil-A is, but I can, I've had this conversation more times than I can count with my one-on-one -on -one clients to really, really pay attention to the ingredients. A grilled chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A with a bun and zero condiments has over 60 ingredients. Now, I am talking about a piece of chicken and two pieces of bread. At least 30 of those ingredients are in the chicken piece of it. So I think it's something to pay attention to is when you're saying I'm making the healthier choice because I'm eating a grilled chicken sandwich, is it a better choice or is it a healthier choice? In this instance, it's usually a better choice, but not necessarily a healthier choice than what you could do if you were to be making it at home. Yes, does that take more effort? Does it take more planning? Yes, but this comes to the Back to the point of, are you really staying on track to how you want to for your goals, or are you doing just the bare minimum? That's going to make a difference into whether your diet works or your diet doesn't work. Number five, you're not eating enough protein. Yes, high fat diets are popular, hello keto, but protein is still going to be your number one when it comes to making changes to your long-term health. Protein and fiber is what's going to keep you full for longer. So if you aren't eating enough protein, chances are you're going to want to be snacking more often. And if you're going to want to be snacking more often, you're probably going to be reaching for things that aren't always the best choice. You know, those 100 calorie packs. By eating enough protein, you'll stay full for longer and you won't ha be having to reach for snacks as much in between meals. And when you do reach for snacks in between meals, they will most likely be better choices. 
It won't be as, oh my God, I'm starving. I need to eat something really quick. It'll be, hey, I think I'm getting hungry. Maybe I should grab an apple or some carrot sticks or something. No matter what diet people say they're doing, I will always go back and ask them, are you eating enough vegetables and are you eating enough protein? I don't care what the diet's called. If you aren't doing those two things, you are not going to see success in your diet. Number six, you are averaging less than six hours of quality sleep a night. And really that should even be bumped up to seven to eight, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna lower it just a little bit here right now. Sleep, movement, and nutrition all go hand in hand. A poor night's sleep can lead to poor decisions, your body not responding well to what you eat, lack of movement, and overall not feeling great. And I'm not talking sleep by taking a sleep aid. I'm talking you have your body in an evening routine, you know what's happening, you can fall asleep shortly after your head hits the pillow, and you get a good quality sleep. If you are drinking prior to falling asleep, or if you are taking a sleeping aid prior to falling asleep, you are most not likely going to allow your body to fully recover from the day, which means you still might wake up tired, you still might wake up groggy, and that's because your body didn't actually get to rest. It was too busy fighting off whatever you took to go to sleep to allow it to actually settle down and relax. On average, you should be sleeping seven to 10 hours a night. It's gonna vary based on the person, the age, the life situations they're in. And I get it, if you're a new mom, this doesn't apply to you. It's not possible to have eight straight quality hours of sleep with a baby in the house, I get it. But in general, if you are not getting a good quality sleep, you are going to struggle with your weight loss, your diet. You're gonna struggle. It's just nutrition and sleep just go hand in hand and it's important to pay attention to that. Number seven, you are eating too much sugar. I'm gonna go there. We've had plenty of episodes in the past where we've talked in detail about sugar. But similar to talking about quality versus quantity, it's important to realize how much sugar you're eating on a daily basis. I don't hate processed foods. I eat a lot of them myself. However, processed foods and fast foods have a lot of sugar in them. And you might not even realize it. You might be saying, I don't eat that much sugar. I just eat like pretzels and like toast and stuff like that. Well, two pieces of white bread have one tablespoon of sugar in them. That's a lot of sugar. There's absolutely a time and a place to eat your sugar. And that's okay if you are eating sugar. But if you're struggling to lose weight, one of the reasons people see a lot of success when they cut out carbs like bread and pasta carbs and it's because of the sugar. It's not necessarily because of the fact that they are carbs or some form of carbohydrate. So pay attention to your nutrition labels. Start digging in a little bit more and reading what you're actually eating. The ingredients and the sugar are going to be really, really eye-opening for you. Number eight, you aren't moving your body enough. Sorry. As we discussed in number six, sleep, movement, and nutrition all go hand in hand. You can eat all of the healthy food in the world, but if you aren't actually moving your body, your body's probably going to still store a lot of that food because moving your body is going to allow your body to go, oh, oh, it's okay. We're going to get energy from the movement. We're going to get some adrenaline here. Moving your body helps reduce a lot of that food that you're taking in. It's going to help you lose that weight and it's going to give you more energy. You don't have to go run 10 miles a day and we're going to get to that in a second, 
But finding a way that is great for you to move your body is going to make a big difference. Start simply going for walks. Do some yoga. Do some Pilates. You don't have to be this super intensive body movement if you don't want to. It's going to come down to your goals at the end of the day. But if you're not moving your body, those changes to your healthy, their changes to your food on your plate is not going to work long term. Number nine. You're only focusing on cardio. Okay, I'm not a certified personal trainer, so I am talking from experience in this position and some research, but cardio is only going to get you so far. You can run 10 miles a day, seven days a week, but which do not recommend, 10 out of 10, 100%, don't follow that advice. But if you were to run 10 miles a day, seven days a week, your body's eventually going to stop because it's going to say, okay, this is part of our routine. Cardio is our routine. It's not going to provide you with like long-term weight loss if you're trying to lose weight long-term. Branch out, change it up, shock your body in some way, shape, or form. Try some weights, do some yoga, do something else to keep your body moving in different directions. Again, I don't recommend running seven days a week. I also recommend rest days, but Try different things. Change it up. If you're starting out with just walking, maybe add in some yoga next week or maybe try some Pilates. If you really want to, go to a gym and try a free training session with somebody who can show you how to properly use weights. Branching out is going to help your body. That little shift can make such a big difference. And no, there's nothing wrong with running. But if running is your only form of movement for weight loss, it's probably not going to work long term you're eventually going to hit a plateau and get stuck. Number 10, it's not custom to you. Fad diets are just that, they're fads. Keto, paleo, intermittent fasting, Adkins, Weight Watchers, all of those diets, there's a reason they work for some people but not all people. We are individual people and somebody putting together a canned diet like that where there is no room to shift what is on it, like these are the foods you eat, these are the foods that you don't eat, done, that's not going to work for everybody. As an individual, you need something that's custom to you. And no diet's going to work if you're not familiar with how your body reacts to food. In my best self method that all of my one-on-one clients go through, our first step is always, always, always research. So we know exactly how your body's gonna react to food. We can't make changes to your food without knowing how your body's going to react to food. Maybe you've been feeling really, really miserable for a long time, and it comes up every time you eat something with dairy in it, but you never really pay that close of attention to the ingredients. You just know that sometimes you don't feel good, but it turns out you're sensitive to dairy. Well, I can't throw you on a high-protein diet with cottage cheese if you're sensitive to dairy. (laughs) That's not going to end well. I learned this from personal experience. I've shared my story of anxiety more than one time on this podcast, but three years ago, very right around this week, three years ago, I was struggling really, really bad with my anxiety. I had been on medication for three years. I was struggling Things were just not good. At the same time, I was trying to learn to count macros. I was using a plan that was a free plan from the internet, and I was really trying to eat certain amounts of protein and not 
attempting to hit all of these goals. With that, I was eating a lot of gluten because I didn't know how to hit those goals. I had no guidance in what I was doing. And then I was eating a lot of eggs and I was eating a lot of dairy, that cottage cheese I referenced. Come to find out, I picked up the book, The Anti-Anxiety Diet. This book changed my life. Come to find out, two of the biggest triggers for anxiety are gluten and dairy. Turns out my body was very, very sensitive to gluten and dairy. And as somebody who's going through a celiac diagnosis right now, it really, really was eye-opening just in that little bit of time. Trying to follow a free plan made such a difference because I didn't have the guidance. I didn't have somebody to break it down and say, hey, you know, like you probably shouldn't be following that plan based on how your body's reacting. I cut that gluten out. Three weeks later, not only was my anxiety better, but I had lost 10 pounds just from water weight that my body was holding on to while I was eating the stuff that my body didn't agree with. I share that because you can do all of the right things. You can follow your diet to a T, but if you are not listening to your body, you are not going to see long-term results. Trust me, my friend, the answers are out there. There is a solution and there is a way for you to hit your goals. It's just a matter of playing around with it, figuring it out, and listening to what your body is telling you. Have a great week. Thanks for hanging out this week on the podcast. As always, it's great to have you here. And if you have a chance to visit iTunes or Spotify to rate and review, I would greatly appreciate it. The more reviews you give, the more people that can find this podcast. Send it to a friend. Come check back in next week. Have a great week, everybody.